0: Attention, culture consumers. Join me, the Queen of Queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights. Colleen McMillan. Flo Siegel.
1: And Anders Drew.
0: On Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms, especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family.
1: From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. crack one open with Mike and Elise and on this episode to surprise you all we're drinking some beer I know it's a shocker but we're not drinking just any beers oh no we're no? drinking I don't know what we're drinking because there's two um, we're doing two in
0: one this episode <laughs> oh god
1: well not Pray this for episode us. but this night yeah which one are we doubling doing doubling up
0: before vacation just for you
1: oh right because we'll right. be on the road when the second episode of this comes out <laughs>
0: be there. We would just be, we'll be on the road when we should be recording the sec, the second episode. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this week we are headed across the Atlantic to crack open Trooper, an ale from Robinson's Brewery in England.
1: We're going to have a point of the bit as we are. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not.
0: In fact, I'm pretty sure you're going to break out in that accent several times. Oh my God.
1: I would do it this whole episode if I could. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think that would confuse our listeners, especially first time listeners, right?
1: I wouldn't do it in the weird Cockney accent, though. I wouldn't do it like uh, what's his face from Mary Poppins the whole episode. Oh, Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't do the Dick Van Dyke the whole episode.
0: (laughs) All right. So anyway, the Robinson's Brewery is a family run company founded in 1849 in Stockport, England, William Robinson purchased the Unicorn Inn from Samuel Hole in 1838, and his eldest son George brewed the first Robinson's Ale there in 1849. In 1859, Frederick Robinson took over from George and brought a warehouse to the rear of the inn to expand brewing capacity. This allowed the Robinson's Ale to be sold at pubs around the Stockport area. To control the quality of the ale sold, Frederick actually began purchasing public houses. From 1878 until his death in 1890, Frederick established 12 pubs which served his ale exclusively.
1: That clever bastard. (laughs) And that
0: was just the beginning. They now own, and I'm going to just estimate uh, here, about 300 pubs across the northwest of England and North Wales.
1: And they Um, just serve Robinson's beer.
0: Yeah. I saw 250 on one website, 300 on another website, and yet another website said 360. So I'm just going to land somewhere in the middle there.
1: Something tells me the amount of pubs per capita that England has probably shames the US. Oh, absolutely.
0: (laughs) There's probably one like every couple doors down the block.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Pub crawl is serious business there. (laughs) (laughs) So Robinson's Brewery continues to be run by the fifth and sixth generations of the Robinson family. They took over Hartley's Brewery in Olverston in 1982, closing and transferring the brewing of Hartley's beers to Stockport in 1991. And Robinson's has actually acquired quite a number of breweries over the years, not surprisingly, including... John Higginbottom of Stalybridge Bridge in Did, 1915. Didn't we go to school with a John Higginbottom? Mm, we went to school with a Higginbottom, but it wasn't John. Okay. <laughs> uh, T. Schofield & Son, which is in Ashton-under-Lyne in 1926.
1: God, I love how British this episode is. I know.
0: <laughs> uh, they acquired Kay's Atlas Brewery in Ardwick in 1929. And Bell & Co. Uh, from Stockport in 1949. The brewery also owns many historic pubs, including New Hall Inn, also known as Holin to Wall.
1: Oh, I know that one. Okay.
0: Which is the oldest public house in Bowness on Windermere.
1: Oh, I love the look this on episode. your face. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode so much. <laughs>
0: The brewery has an estimated output of 35,000 barrels per year, which sounds like a lot, but they do have 300 pubs to supply. That's
1: true. I was thinking that, yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, In addition, the company provides casking, kegging, and bottling services to other breweries from their site at Breadberry, which is just a short difference from the main Unicorn Brewery. So Robinson says, Trooper is our award-winning Premium British beer brewed with the legendary Iron Maiden. Malt flavors and citric notes for a unique blend of Bobek, Golding, and Cascade hops have given this deep gold ale a subtle hint of lemon. Trooper takes its name from the Iron Maiden song, which uh, itself was inspired by the famous Charge of the Light Brigade. A real ale enthusiast, band vocalist Bruce Dickinson has developed a beer with a true depth of character. End quote. And on their website, they actually do have like a little like rating system. There is a scale of colors and they (laughs) they consider this one to be a deep gold. Okay. On the nose, it's got sweet malts and zesty hops and it's rated 2.5 out of 5 sugar cubes for sweetness (laughs) and 4 out of 5 hops for bitterness. It also clocks in at 4.7 abb.
1: I like I like these ratings. I yeah. like these ratings because they're a little more human and yeah. they're a little bit more easy to go. All right. Four to five. I, I believe that's four to five on mm-hmm. the hop scale. I like that. We'll see how many hops and sugar cubes you really are. Yeah. The color surprises me, though. I figured it would be like more of a red.
0: I kind of figured it would just be more of a darker ale. Yeah. But I, mean, I guess a
1: deep gold might be the color I'm going to imagine in my head.
0: Yeah. So before we get to the hops, I just wanted to note that this is not their only collaboration with Iron Maiden. They have an entire collection. It's actually kind of ridiculous how many there are. There's another ale, a porter, a stout, a pilsner, a golden beer, a Belgian ale, two IPAs, and an XPA. A what? (laughs) An XPA.
1: An extra pale
0: ale? Uh, Hmm? (laughs)
1: <laughs> do they call it an extra pillow instead of a double IPA?
0: No, because they said, oh, uh, maybe. Maybe.
1: Uh, you talk about the hops. I'll look into the XPA real quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and it looks like they even do special limited edition labels for certain re-releases. Like the one that we're having today was originally brewed back in 2013. So these have been around for quite a while. <laughs> um, I'm I'm actually surprised that. I've never seen these before.
1: I think I knew there was an Iron Iron Maiden beer out a while back, but I just didn't pay much attention to it. Okay. Okay. But I do have your answer for an XPA. Okay. It is indeed an extra pale ale. Suck it! Nice. Not that you didn't disagree with me, but still, I won. (laughs) I didn't disagree. (laughs) It's a recent US style that sits somewhat in the no man's land between an American pale ale and an India pale ale. This style is a hop-forward beer and generally bigger than an APA, but gentler than an IPA. Okay. A crisp, citrusy hop character is very common, but not required. And this is according to beerjerk.co.nz. All right. All righty. So now that that's settled,
0: uh, back to the hops. First up, we've got Bobek, bred in its native Zalik region of Sylvania alongside Blisk and Bucket. Awesome. Bobek was an attempt to create both alpha and good aroma in one cultivar. Its parentage includes Northern Brewer and a Slovenian male hop, but it is not being commercially produced at this time. Bobek has an intense and pleasantly hoppy aroma with pine, lemon, lime, and floral notes and a moderate bitterness. Mm-hmm. It's well suited for English style ales, ESBs, lagers, and pilsners. Then we have golding, and I'm honestly a little confused by which golding that they mean. There's a U.S. golding, a New Zealand golding, and East Kent golding. I was going to
1: say, I know East Kent golding because we've covered it a bunch.
0: Yes, and that is actually considered the ultimate English hop. So my best guess is that they mean East Kent golding. Grown exclusively in Kent, England. Uh, It was descended from Canterbury Whitebine in New It is a centuries-old variety. (laughs) Interestingly, it has a good yield in England, but it has been shown to have an even better yield in Oregon. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It has an amazing amazing aroma profile with lavender, spice, honey, and notes of thyme. Flavor-wise, it's earthy and mildly bittering, and as I mentioned, it is considered the quintessential English hop, a favorite for ales and pale ales. And finally, we've got good old Cascade, which was pioneered in the 1950s and released in the 70s. It was the first hop to come out of the USDA hop breeding program, and it has since become one of the most popular American hops of all time. It represents about 10% of all hops grown in the United States. Cascade has a distinct spicy, citrusy aroma with hints of grapefruit. It's pretty similar to Towel Mittelfra. Mittelfra! <laughs> and as we've talked about before, Cascade was the original hop used in Coors, but it turned out to be too strong for their beer. And they cut back on its use, but... Soon after that, the owner of Anchor Steam noticed Cascade and decided it would be perfect for their Liberty Ale, which is considered the first post I can never say this. I know. The first post-prohibition IPA and the first single hopped American ale.
1: I just want to point this out. Yes. Well, two things. One, has Coors ever found a hop too weak for their beers? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Zing. Uh, Secondly, uh, we'll be having some Anchor Steam when we go to Universal because we'll probably go to the seafood restaurant, Mm -hmm. the fake San Francisco. Based off
0: of San Francisco. Yeah. So after that, Cascade really took off in popularity thanks to Anchor Steam. And today there are also Argentinian, Australian, and New Zealand hot varieties of Cascade as well. Sweet. Speaking of sweet, let's how let's see how many uh, sugar cubes of sweetness this actually is.
1: All right, I like <laughs> it. All right, let me go get these uh, brewskis right then. Uh, here we go. Uh,
0: <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
1: And we're back, and we're gonna have a pint of the business. Yes, we are.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I went Matthew McConaughey on that.
1: I'm very excited. I'm, <laughs> I'm ridiculously excited for this beer because ever since I found out that like there's like. British people order like a pint of bitters like it's it's like their own style beer kind of mm-hmm. a thing. I keep like wanting to have it and we've had it a couple times, but I find that it's a refreshing mix between like an IPA usually and like a nice weedy oaty kind of lager as well. Mm-hmm. It's like that nice balance between super bitter, which I love, but yeah. also hoppy enough. not I feel like it has, stuff like that it has
0: the drinkability of an oktoberfest like marza yes
1: absolutely without
0: feelings like specifically fall
1: yeah and still being bitter mm-hmm. like you don't have a lot of the notes of of the fruit stone fruits and stuff like that which i do like we, obviously we cover shit to my ipas but yeah i think this is more more my style
0: <laughs> you ready to crack it oh yeah are you going to be able to crack it with your fingernails that
1: you just because I shaved them down stubs. to nubs? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> I've got a grip, so we're good. Let's go. <laughs> Ooh, good cracks.
0: Good cracks.
1: No smell. But I anticipated that off of regular beer. Yeah. Oh, it is the same color I expected. It is a dark gold almost. But yeah, this is what I thought it'd be. Awesome. Hello, precious. Mm. You look delectable.
0: This is, yeah, this is actually, I mean, this is the color that I expected. But it's definitely darker than what I feel like they described it to be.
1: Yeah. This is yeah, exactly. Exactly what I this is exactly the color I thought. This is maybe a little clearer than I expect than I saw in my head though. Oh no. But it is exactly the same color.
0: Oh, that's yep. Smells exactly how I want it to smell. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Oh yeah. That's a point of the bit is all right. (laughs) This is good stuff. Oh.
0: We're definitely getting more of this.
1: I would give it. This is delicious. Three sugar cubes out of five. This is kind of sweet.
0: It is a little sweeter. Yeah.
1: It's actually sweeter than I expected. And I would give it.
0: Like 3.5 hops instead of four.
1: Yeah. Definitely more than three. I was going to do three, but then it's kind of sneaking up on me in the back of my uh, mm-hmm. jaw a little bit. So yeah, 3.5 instead of four would work.
0: But not too far off. No. And then this is our specific taste because, I mean.
1: I mean, everybody's taste is different. Yeah. And if they're grading it on just in terms of like British bitters kind of beer. Yeah. As opposed to like we're, all IPAs.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're we're grading it based on our all knowledge of all Yeah. yeah.
1: So if and you're just talking about We like style. some bitter shit,
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does have some almost kind of nutty notes of a red, like you said.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's got a little bit of nutty notes. The sweetness of an Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. The bitter of like a pale ale. Maybe a little bit more than a regular pale ale.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a little bit more.
1: Maybe the bitterness of like an American pale ale or something. And then it's got... Those citrusy notes you were talking about, Mm -hmm. big time. I think that's what makes this unique is that the the citrusy notes are in there as well. Yeah. It's not just like a a sweet marzany bitter beer, it's a citrusy. Yeah. It's got a little bit of that. Yeah.
0: Not, I wouldn't say bite.
1: I was going to say a kick. There we go. A different fighting. Move.
0: I was going to say, we're both describing in very
1: violent ways. A little, a little bit of a slap. No, it's a punch. No, it's a jab. No, it's an open-handed fist slap. Hey, oh. That's quite the uppercut of flavor. <laughs> it really gives it a little bit of a ha <laughs> Oh, man, this is good. This is easy drinking. So
0: easy. And thank God it's only 4.7%. <laughs>
1: That's what's great about it. Well, exactly. That's why you have a pub every, you know.
0: Yeah, because you're basically having a, in
1: England. a soda
0: plus. <laughs> yeah.
1: You have a ton of these. Look at the show Ted Lasso. Look mm-hmm. how many of those they have. Oh, yeah. You put away like 12 of them. Yep. Oh, it's a TV show. We do not endorse drinking 12 beers in a. No, city. No,
0: please don't. <laughs> or at least please don't attribute it to us.
1: <laughs> um, But no, I feel like drinking is different, you know, there. Like we, Americans are drinking to drink high alcohol kind of things a lot of the times. Yeah. But in other parts of the world you it's drink just it's culture. just part of the culture. Yeah. It's just part of the culture. You go like, down to the oh, pub and you hang out. Lunchtime,
0: time. let's go have a pint.
1: Exactly. You know, business meetings and stuff are done mm-hmm. you know with some drinks and stuff like that. So it's lower alcohol content. We talk I talk all the time about how in Russia beer was only just recently <laughs> uh like uh you have to be 16 or something in Russia to get beer now cuz yeah, originally cause, it was considered a soda. Yep. Um uh, up to a certain percent, I believe.
0: Yeah, like four or five percent. I think, yeah, anything above, anything
1: above five, you still needed ID. But if it was five or below, you could just drink it. Yeah. So it's everything's different in different parts of the world. Um, but this is a great, easy drinking beer.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I could drink this all year round. And I think that's because of all the different things that are combined in it. Mm-hmm. That it is toasty like a Mars and that it is citrusy like a like the summer ale. Mm-hmm. or the spring ales that we have and it's you know bitter like any kind of ipa that you would have during the the winter months as well yeah like this is a it good hits all, all the year points round. and i could eat i think almost anything with this pretty
0: much anything although this would be a great pizza beer
1: be a really good pizza beer I don't want to be like hey this is in your head just cuz we're talking about british beer but it's just cuz we're talking about british beer it'd be great with fish and bangers chips Bangers
0: and mash oh No <laughs> oh, fish and
1: chips I was thinking it would be good with bangers and mash Um I don't know if it would be good with like uh, pasta
0: No it might be a little weird
1: Yeah like like an italian dish like a
0: super italian with like yeah. red sauce Yeah that's I think true. white
1: sauce it might be okay but I think red sauce it would Hurt the red sauce because red sauce has its own sweetness, and then it would mm-hmm. kill the beer as well.
0: Yeah, well, it. I feel like it. Maybe it would kill the sweetness of the beer, and you would only get the other facets of it, and it would just taste weird.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I can't see having this with red sauce. Yeah, maybe like a white sauce. you uh, could definitely have this with fish, mm-hmm. chicken. Yep. Burgers, typical pub fare. Yep. I could down a thousand nachos while I was eating, drinking this. This is definitely a nacho beer as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is this is phenomenal. This is great. <laughs> I mean, I was excited for this beer, but I love that extra citrusy note, which is what I wasn't, I can't say I wasn't expecting it because you did describe it with the citrusy oh, note. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Just about five minutes ago. But it's exactly what I was hoping for and expecting it and like, oh, so excited to pump for. Mm-hmm. With that citrusy note as well, that really does add something. And it adds a little bit of that thing that I loved about spring ale um, Mm -hmm. from back east. That's all those lemons that are in it. Yeah. And that has not quite the lemoniness, but that same kind of citrusy punch that makes it it unique.
0: You're right. It it doesn't scream lemon specifically. It just has that kind of citrusy feeling.
1: You can smell the lemoniness lemoniness off the top <laughs> of it now. At least I can.
0: No, I yeah, I now can now that's too. kinda
1: drank a little bit more of it and it's cooling down.
0: And I will say also, um, it's got little to no head. Um I poured mine out into a, a super tall glass because these are tall boys. Um not a lot of head, but nice carbonation. Very pleasant. Not overly carbonated.
1: Yeah, about the same kind of carbonation you get in like a lager or a pilsner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a little bit of a head on my pour, but it quickly went away to nothing. A little bit of foam on top right now, but that's it. And I think that um I think the citrusiness gives it a little brightness as well.
0: Uh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I think the citrus aspect of it is what makes it feel more year round. Yeah. Instead of specifically fall and fall. winter. Yeah.
1: This is a really, really good beer.
0: Yeah, it is. I w- I kind of, I, we definitely need to get this again. It's surprisingly cheap for an import. It was like less than $10 for the four pack.
1: Wow. Probably um, they make so much of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I would also be very interested in trying any of the other varieties, which I unfortunately did not see at our liquor store, but maybe we can find them elsewhere. Yeah.
1: I'm very interested to see what they would do with the stout. Yeah. Well, you might see this out in our liquor store come closer to, you know, Christmas and winter, that's January, true. February. That's true. Maybe not Christmas, but the really cold months.
0: Yeah. I didn't I didn't see any kind of indication as far as if any of the Iron Maiden collection like what was seasonal or year round or whatever. So Gotcha.
1: I just meant like what our liquor store just order to put on their shelves. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's that's a good point. Yeah.
1: But no. And you know, when one day, hopefully, we do go to England. We will. Uh, I do not. Want, hopefully, we will. <laughs> I do want to go to this brewery. Yeah, knowing like how big they are and like how many pubs they took over and stuff like that, and how good this beer is.
0: I also want to do the I can't I can't like remember it for the life of me the the brewery that did the Monty Python beer that we did for one of our f- like first ten episodes. I want to say <laughs> that would be really cool. And I also want to go to that historic pub, the Hole and Towel. Oh,
1: Hole and Towel. Yep. <laughs> I want to go to Sam, um, Samuel Smith, because mm-hmm. they're like the oldest.
0: Basically, we're going to have to go to England for like a
1: month. <laughs> go fund me. <laughs> we'll do it for the show. We'll write it all off. It's a, it's a work expense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if only.
1: I'll come back with an accent.
0: <laughs> yes, you will.
1: More importantly, you'll come back with an accent. <laughs> 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 all right. Time for the can. Yes. So the can's pretty dope. It's not a matte black, but it is just kind of close. a black can, yeah. It's a it's a full heat synced label, not just a stick-on, which is nice. Been a while since we saw one of those. Mm-hmm. It's a bit glossy. And in the very front and center, you get this like badge. It's like Robinson's. It's gold and pointy. It's almost like an arrowhead badge. And in the center, it's got a uh your typical Iron Maiden zombie guy on it. <clears throat> but this time he's wearing a British soldier's outfit, like a red coat holding the British flag like he's going to go kill some kill some Yankees, I guess. <gasps> I mean, that's cool. Damn Yanks. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they throw that tea overboard, right? Uh, and then it says Trooper in typical Iron Maiden font, so you get the cool, like, jaggedy kind of heavy metal font. Mm-hmm. And this says premium British beer, Cheshire, England. Or Cheshire. Alcohol 4.7% by volume, one pint. Or 0.9 fluid ounces. Well, one pint, 0.9 fluid ounces. It's a little bit more than a pint. You Ooh. get a little extra. <clears throat> <And> on the <laughs> bottom in red font, it says charged with flavor. And above the badge, it says created by Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much actual like input Iron Maiden had in the beer.
0: Yeah, I would be very interested. Um, Actually, it it talks a little bit about it on the rest of the can. And also, I just had a, a like a
1: brain a, shock. A, a, a moment, um, it was
0: Black Sheep Brewery that did the Bonnie Yes,
1: yep. So on the other side of the can, along with the government warning, and the fact that it's a product of England, Frederick Robinson Limited, Unicorn Brewery, Stockport Cheshire. Uh, and if you're interested, it's robinsonsbrewery.com, nice and easy. And then there's a little bit of write-up. Onward, Onward Road, the 600, in red font. The charge of the Light Brigade, which inspired the Iron Maiden song, the Trooper, took place at the Battle of Balaklava in 1854 during the Crimean War, when 600 British cavalry courageously charged the massed Russian artillery. This gallant but foolhardy assault resulted in a massive loss of life and came about due to a misunderstanding of an order given by the commanding officer, Lord Raglan. Launched in 2013, Trooper is an award-winning premium British beer that has sold over 15 million pints worldwide.
0: Damn!
1: Iron Maiden vocalist Bruce Dickinson worked with Robinsons to develop a beer which has true depth of character. Malt flavors and citric notes form a unique blend of barbac, goldings, and cascade hops. Dominate this golden ale with a subtle hint of lemon. Pretty much spot on description. Very
0: accurate, yeah.
1: And depth of character it has, because it's all those three things Yeah. in bursts of flavor. None of it gets lost. None of it's combined. It's almost separate, but makes a whole.
0: Yeah. God, this beer's good. This is really good.
1: I found my dinner, baby.
0: It's four <laughs> more of these. <laughs> well, we only have two more.
1: Uh. <laughs> so
0: that's an issue right there.
1: No, but this is absolutely fantastic. If you can find the uh, Trooper Beer... Uh the Iron Maiden Trooper beer from Robinson's Brewery. Pick it up; absolutely. it is awesome. This is definitely one of my favorite beers this season so yes, far. Abso- yes,
0: absolutely. Yes, a hundred percent.
1: And definitely one of the most unique beers we've got this season in terms of
0: mm-hmm.
1: age style. We have we haven't done a bunch of British bitters, but
0: yeah. Well, I mean it. It stands out because we've done basically IPAs all summer because that's what our store had, and was we were kind of bound to it, but. Yeah, as far this is a very nice kickoff to the fall season. Yeah, for sure,
1: it's it's it, really good. It's this a little is bit gonna. Everything.
0: This is setting the bar pretty high.
1: <laughs> Just fantastic.
0: All right, doctor. We got nothing else. Yeah, this is really good. Go get it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, share it with your friends, and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackin' Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kraken One Open, or just shoot us an email at crackin' one open at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we want to hear from
1: You. Yes, we do. We do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) What else you got to plug? Buy my audiobooks. Please. Please. I've got audiobooks available on audible.com. Just look for my name, Michael Butler. Uh, Mostly horror books. You know, I've got The Final Girl, which is like an 80s slasher book. I've got Coffee at Midnight and Progressive Entrapment. Both of them are short story collections. uh, Mostly horror stories, especially Progressive Entrapment. I think it's progressively more... Uh, disgusting horror as you go. Uh, if that's your thing, which it is for some people, and uh, I've got the murder of Kelly Christopher, which is a kind of homage to horror fans, but about a podcaster looking for an actress that appeared in a kind of cult hit horror film and fight figure out what happened to her. Uh, it hits close to home because it's about a podcaster, and I did that. <laughs> I voiced that one. And then I've got other books. I've got Coffee at Mid. Uh, I've also got Sour, which is kind of like a Evil Dead meets an Appalachian fairy tale book where I do Southern accents. And then I've got uh, Switch, Art, Fraud, and Gangsters, where I do a plethora of honest to God, good British accents throughout the whole thing uh, from, you know, Cockney to Wales to or Welsh to, you know, London to Irish. You know, I, I do a bunch of accents in that book. It's like a Guy Ritchie art fraud theft novel, um, which is really fun. Uh, to do but again i don't make money out of them unless you get them so please buy those books please please sir i want some more That's, oh, she ended up a little bit of a British accent. That was it. That's all you get from her. That's guys. all you get. <laughs> uh, and then I've got my other podcast, Forgotten Cinema Podcast that I do with my buddy Mike Field, uh, where we talk about films that seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We discuss what we love about the movie. Maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know. You might find your own forgotten gem. Uh, and in about two weeks, we're going to be doing our Forgotten Horror third annual. Ooh it's a good time I do really fun spoopy. intros for those I've got really fun horror movies music uh, it is spoopy you know we're doing movies that are John Carpenter we're doing movies that are vampire related we're doing a movie that is a very old uh, independent movie from the 60s it's, it's gonna be a good time so the entire month of October is forgotten horror so check that out and keep it spooky y'all
0: <laughs> and a special thanks for our theme which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Good cheers.
1: Cheers, mate.